March 25th. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will come from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 39, and we'll read through chapter 7, verse 10. We'll be reading about true values. In his ordination sermon for the apostles, Jesus emphasized the true spiritual values of life in contrast to the false values of the Pharisees. Comfortable living is not always Christian living. We'll read about true love here in this chapter. Yes, God's people have their enemies, no doubt, even as Jesus did. And we must be Christ-like in the way we treat them. We must be giving and forgiving. And we must pray for them. Not that God would destroy them, but that He would change them. The best way to conquer an enemy is to make him a friend. Keep your heart right with God, and the Lord will produce the good fruit in your life. We'll also be reading about true obedience here in uh, the book of Luke. True obedience is not just words, but deeds. It causes us to act on what we believe and what we're obeying. It involves hearing the word and doing it. You know, Judas... He was with Jesus, just like the rest of the disciples, every day for three years. He walked with the Lord. He talked with the Lord. He sat under His teaching. He witnessed the miracles. Judas knew Jesus intimately and yet betrayed Him. It's amazing, I know. Judas knew the vocabulary, but he did not do the will of God. And when the storm came, his house fell. In Luke chapter 7, We'll see that he did not deserve it. I am not worthy, was the centurion's confession of humility. And his confession of faith was, Say the word. See, that was his great faith at work there. And Jesus was astonished at the faith of this Roman centurion. He said, You just say the word, Lord, and I know my servant will be healed. It's great faith when we trust Christ to work just by speaking the word. We can never deserve his blessings but we can ask for them in faith. True rest as Christ's invitation to come to Him for rest. The sinful woman had heard that invitation and had come to Christ, and she found rest. She was ashamed of her past, but she was not ashamed of her Savior or of her tears. And now let's begin our reading today, here in the New Testament. March 25th. Luke chapter 6, verse 39, through chapter 7, verse 10. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. What good is it for one blind person to lead another? The first one will fall into a ditch and pull the other down also. A student is not greater than the teacher, but the student who works hard will become like the teacher. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, Friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Hypocrite! First, get rid of the log from your own eye, then perhaps you'll see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by the kind of fruit it produces. Figs never grow on thorn bushes or grapes on bramble bushes. A good person produces good deeds from a good heart, 
and an evil person produces evil deeds from an evil heart. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. So why do you call me Lord when you won't obey me? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then obeys me. It is like a person who builds a house on a strong foundation laid upon the underlying rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who listens and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will crumble into a heap of ruins. When Jesus had finished saying all this, he went back to Capernaum. Now the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish leaders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to come with them and help the man. If anyone deserves your help, it is he, they said, for he loves the Jews and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, Go, and they go, or Come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, Do this or that, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all the land of Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Psalm 68, verses 1 through 18. This victory psalm celebrated how God blew the enemy away like smoke and melted them like wax. It pictures three triumphal processions. Number one, the victorious nation. Great victories were nothing new to Israel, for God had been with them from the beginning. He had delivered them from Egypt and led them through the wilderness into the promised land. He gave them Mount Zion and dwelt with them there. What a history of victory! Have you reviewed lately all that God has done for you? We'll be reading here about the victorious Savior. Paul the Apostle quoted verse 18 in Ephesians 4.8 and applied it to the ascension of Jesus Christ. Believers today are part of a spiritual army marching in a triumphal procession and claiming their inheritance. They are seated with Christ in the heavenlies, using their spiritual gifts to serve Him on earth. What a victory! Psalm chapter 68, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of David, a song. Arise, O God, and scatter your enemies. Let those who hate God run for their lives. Drive them off like smoke blown by the wind. Melt them like wax in fire. Let the wicked perish in the presence of God, but let the godly rejoice. Let them be glad in God's presence. Let them be filled with joy. Sing praises to God and to His name. Sing loud praises to Him who rides the clouds. His name is the Lord, 
Rejoice in His presence. Father to the fatherless, defender of widows, this is God, whose dwelling is holy. God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy. But for rebels, there is only famine and distress. O God, when you led your people from Egypt, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth trembled and the heavens poured rain. Before you, the God of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel, you sent abundant rain, O God, to refresh the weary promised land. There your people finally settled, and with a bountiful harvest, O God, you provided for your needy people. The Lord announces victory and throngs of women shout the happy news. Enemy kings and their armies flee, while the women of Israel divide the plunder. Though they lived among the sheepfolds, now they are covered with silver and gold, as a dove is covered by its wings. The Almighty scattered the enemy kings, like a blowing snowstorm on Mount Zalman. The majestic mountains of Bashan stretch high into the sky. Why do you look with envy, O rugged mountains, at Mount Zion, where God has chosen to live, where the Lord Himself will live forever? Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into His sanctuary. When you ascended to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you. Now the Lord God will live among us here. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28. Trust in your money, and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in spring.